This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So we've just come out of a deeply, deeply meaningful and spiritual period. Um, those of us who are Christians, uh, Easter Sunday being a day of prayer and jubilation. But this also was a time for members of the Jewish faith to reflect on the Passover, the precursor of uh, Moses leading um, the slaves out of Egypt into um, Zion. And this has also been a time of reflection for Muslims uh, because they are still in their season of Ramadan. And so there was a triune of religious reflection taking place at the weekend. And it got us thinking about religion being aligned to the world we live in today. And what also added to our editorial view, I'm going to say that, was that on Easter Sunday, the Anglican Archbishop Tabo Mahoba used the moment to raise questions about the Palapala saga, which has been perceived as a kind of manipulation of state institutions uh, in the reluctance to truly investigate this matter across the various um, pillars of government. And kudos to the Archbishop and bravo, Archbishop, for your bravery. But it's not just about the church being outspoken on matters of government and governance. No, it's beyond that. It's the simple idea of how the church speaks to matters of national and international public interest. It's how the church in its functions, teaching, preaching and existence can be transformed to look like the society we have become in 2023. And by the church, we mean all denominations, uh, Catholic, Anglican, Methodist, Lutheran, AME, ZCC, the Pentecostal movement. Is the church responding to the way we live life today as people in 2023 across the world? And that's really the conversation we're having today with Dr. Tembelani Gendile, who is a theologian and General Secretary of the South African Baptist Convention. Uh, Dr. Tembelani, uh, I'm not sure whether this is an English uh, last name, Gentile. Or is it a closer? <laughs> Gentile. So, you know, I was so tepid as I said it. <laughs> no, I'm a Gentile. Oh, not a Gentile. <laughs> okay, thank you so much uh, for coming through. So I've tried to explain what we're doing today. We're not saying, where's the church when the politicians are making a mess? No. This is, does the church win when our preachers and theologians are sitting on the stoop, observing humanity around them, do they think to themselves, it's time to introduce many reforms that really align us much more with society and 
what society has become today. Um, and do you think there is a need for the church across the world, across denominations, to respond to a changing world order? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, for sure. I mean, um, uh, look, the uh, greetings, greetings again. Um, uh, theology has a, a, a public role to play. Mm. In fact, the, 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 the struggle against the apartheid taught the church you know, not to be afraid to to bear witness in the public arena, to speak on matters of state and society, and to to translate its faith convictions into into political praxis. Mm. You know, um, the, the fact that the, the the church must witness is a given. You know, it's yeah. it's really a given. And human rights is a is a very good pointer for Christian witness. Mm. You know, the, it shows Christians that their witness must be congruent with the gospel. It must right. sort of draw on the legacy of the past in a, in a language in a language that speaks directly to 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 every human. So so we 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 can't just fold our arms and and say the world is not changing, things are not happening. Um, we we must, you know. Um, as someone said, exegete not only the Bible but also mm. exegete the context we are living in, okay. and and talk about this context, and and see where things are going. Right. That is why I would normally say, uh, amongst the theologians, that um, we need to, uh, to theologize. We need a theology <laughs> on homosexuality. Right. We need a theology on. Uh, issues of environment. We need right. a theology on this. That what does God say yeah. about about all that is happening around us? So there's that room for us. We're going to break that down in a second. So from what you are saying, what I um, deduce is that like culture, you believe that doctrine, theology must evolve as well. It's not static. And yet the teaching of the Bible is more than 2,000 uh, years old. It's the same stories, the same parables, the same examples for 2,000 years, and they are made relevant to the current context. Is that what needs to change? Yeah, actually, actually, that's, that's what makes it very interesting, that you have the, the old stories and now you are sharing the old stories, you know, in a changing uh, context, and 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 you make these stories, you know, uh, m- make sense uh, for your for your for your for your for your listeners or mm-hmm. for 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 the for the congregants. I mean, uh, for example, uh, you have a text where where, where Jesus would will be saying. That um, uh, anyone who believes in me lives, even though they die, mm. you know. And uh, you look, you look, you look around us. Uh, uh, I think it was Gibson who, who coined the term the, the, the living death. That you have, you have, you have people who who are living, walking around, but they are they are really dead because of their poverty mm. they are living in the things mm. that they are facing with on daily basis um so 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 we we take that that story uh, that christian story and and you interpret it mm. based on where you are to, today and and it makes a whole lot of sense uh, even mm. for those who are hearing i mean in in africa i mean we are we are people of stories mm. So, so, so we re, 
you know, we, we really, um, I want a term that, uh, I mean, we, 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 we retell this story. Otherwise, church will be boring. I mean, we'll be seeing the same <laughs> yeah. thing every, every now and then. But, but we take those stories right. and, and we point to where we are as people in our context. But then what people would say to what you've, how people would respond to what you've just said is the fact that um, parables, stories, doctrines forged 2,000 years ago being applicable to the world of the 2020s speaks to the consistency of that teaching, speaks to the truth of that mm-hmm. teaching. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense. More than two thousand years later, it's true. It's it's it's, it's true. But you you need to um, to differentiate somehow between um, the doctrines that we we come up with, and um, and, um, and 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 the story of scripture. Mm. Remember, do- doctrines are based on on our interpretation okay. of, of 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 what we we think could be right. You know, and and. And, and I mean, the Christian faith is so is so vast. It's so big. Right. It's so different. Um, uh, we, we we have many differences and all that. We right. we may not agree on the same thing. Um, doctrines are based on our interpretations, okay. not right. necessarily on, on on scripture itself. Okay. You know, as 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 we have received. Okay. So so scripture is the word, and doctrine is the teaching of that word based on particular ideologies, moments, exactly. and viewpoints. Okay. Exactly. So that's a great breakdown. I'm gonna now, you know, point to some issues of the modern day, and then ask you whether or not this is where we need a review, a realignment with in scripture and doctrine. Let's start off with issues of leadership, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And the fact that, as I said earlier on, many faith-based institutions are led by men. Um, Within um, some of the Protestant movements, like the Anglican Church, you're starting to see women as priests, but not all the way up to bishop. And in the Catholic Church, there's been a huge resistance. I don't know of any cardinals who are women, but I stand to be corrected. So society is starting to grapple with the issue of gender in its complexity, where it's no longer just about women as the weaker sex and men as the wealthy, powerful and divine. And yet that's how scripture portrays women they are widows they are the poor they are the adulterers they always need a man to come and save them or forgive them and yet we're living in a society that's made up of 52 percent women and the majority of families are female-headed households yeah scripture needs a realignment here yeah you know that that is why i was saying it's very important for us to to really exegete our 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 communities because I mean, take for example the the, the concept of family. It, it it has really changed. At church, when we speak of a family, you speak of a single lady uh, with um, a baby, mm. uh, her daughter, or um, a baby boy, mm. and uh, or you see, uh, you know, Ukoko coming with Izugul, mm. and um, so the entire concept of family is 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 taking another form and 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 shape. 
Two, churches have more women than men. And and I, I really agree with you that we need to look into the issue of leadership in the church. Um, I remember the first struggle for the church was the struggle of uh, white men leading churches. Right. And then uh, and then people like Abu Steve Biko and others, they, they, they actually argued that these churches must now be led by, by black men. Mm. Um, and now the struggle is that these churches must be or, and can, can be led actually by women. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm so proud of Ikawagamakulu, a Methodist. Yes. Um, I know Mfunusumolo may be listening and, and, and the others, a <laughs> good Methodist. Yeah. I, I'm very proud of them that they now have Upisho purity as their leader, you know. And, uh, and uh, in my own denomination, we are really... Uh, advocating for 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 female leadership, you know, and we know that God can use women. I mean, uh, uh, going back to the scriptures, uh, you, you don't only find widows there. Uh, women portrayed as widows, and <laughs> we need men. I mean, you have Abu Debra; uh, those were leaders. Um, I mean, you have uh, Abu Mary and 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 others who stood with Jesus Christ up to the up to the foot of the cross, yeah. and 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 many people were reflecting on these women who were first witnesses, these women who went to tell these guys that hey, we met an angel and the angel told us that Jesus has risen, mm. and 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 now. And now, if these people can be the first witnesses and the last witnesses to be mm-hmm. seen on that cross, um, cannot lead us, and they are still in majority in churches, right. uh, really, we need to reflect uh, about that as a church. Let me just get it clear what you're saying is that even in Scripture, the portrayal of Mary, the mother of Jesus, or even Mary Magdalene, Deborah, the high priestess, that there are many examples of women who lead yeah, in the Bible. Yes. Yes. So scripture has put women forward as leaders. But yes. doctrine, that interpretation of scripture, exactly. is what has literally uh, perverted that, for lack of a better yeah. word. And, and it's not actually only the scripture, by, by the way. Um, it, it's also the culture. Because the culture, our, our, our culture actually has, you know, some, some subtle or some some way of making us, you know, to look at scripture in a particular way. Mm. Um, I, I mean, in, in many cultures, mm. w- women are, are, are really secondary to okay. men. And, and uh, someone would say in a Jewish, in a Jewish setting, I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert in, in that, you know, there will people, people will be saying, thank God, I'm not, I'm not a Gentile. I'm right. not, a, okay. uh, you know, I'm not a woman, right. uh, you know, and, and, and they always want to, okay. that patriarchal thinking, it's, it's, it's bigger than uh, scripture, okay. you know. Okay. And it's, so, it's, and so, it's embedded so in doctrine, which in, you've, embedded you've, in doctrine, doctrine in, yeah. in, in how ideology and culture starts to influence yeah. religious yeah. teachings. Gotcha. Yeah. Thought-provoking conversations with Liratombele, 9 a.m. to midday. After such a deeply spiritual weekend, the first in 33 years where members of the Jewish faith, Christian faith and Muslim faith were in deep, deep reflection over poignant spiritual moments in their respective faiths, we thought, is, is this a moment to reflect on how the church itself 
can start to align with the challenges of the modern day. And we're in conversation with Dr. Tembelani Gentile, a theologian and General Secretary of the South African Baptist Convention. So you also refer to the fact that the notion of family, which is intrinsic to um, Christian-based faith movements, also needs to be reviewed because the church is very big on the idea of families being the nucleus of societies. Yeah. And marriage being where these families are formed and marriage being between a man and a woman and where a man and a woman procreate. Except we're seeing a 22% decline in actual marriages being registered. We're seeing a higher rate of divorce. We're also seeing women and men choosing not to have children. And we're seeing divorced people come together to remarry and create blended families. So this notion of the family in its conventional form, is it time for the church to rethink it in its scriptural form? Yeah, I think, think, um, for example, the the South African Council of Churches has has done good work uh, around around that. Um, We we did a research, we we saw that... um, Actually, uh, more than seventy percent or so of people who come to church, they are not from your 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 typical, you know, conventional uh, mm. uh, church. I mean, uh, family, mm. um, uh, you know, idea. Mm. So you 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 have lots and lots of um, a single parent in the church. Um, uh, houses led by by, by single women, uh, specifically women. In mm. fact, uh, more than more than having a family where you have a father and a mother and and the and the kids, and and we sat down and we started to talk around this and said, how do we how do we speak about family now, mm. you know, um, and and how do we uh, talk about this in a sense that. Uh, it, it empowers rather than discourages our mm. our our community. Yes, we are aware of the divorce rates. Mm. We we are aware of um, 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 uh, the culture of and uh, not culture, but uh, a lot of people. The trend. Uh, the trend, yeah, of um, you know the the, the the single family thing. So 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 we have started talking. And um, and not only talking, but we are also exegeting the scriptures and say, uh, if you look into it, really Jesus was 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 raised by uh, by by Mary, and where was Joseph? Mm-hmm. And we don't see Joseph in the entire picture. And um, and um, and um, perhaps something happened to him; he, he may have passed on or mm-hmm. something. And then Jesus, in a way, grew up. In that in that house, and if we believe that Jesus, mm. um, Mary's pregnancy was not normal, then uh, Joseph uh, was was a stepfather who raised mm. this young man uh, uh, to be the man he was mm. and a liberator of, of of them. So 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 that's where our our theology starts to speak to the realities that right. people find themselves okay. in, and we make people see themselves in the scriptures. That it's not wrong to be uh, a single parent. Yeah. It's not wrong to be raised by a stepfather. 
it's not wrong to mm. be uh, you know to to support a stepchild yeah. and 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 all that okay. so so that's why theology assists us okay um we're having a conversation with dr tembelani gentila we'll continue after the news getting you what you need to know power talk weekdays 9 a.m to noon on power 98.7 we are talking about whether or not religion is regarded as fluid and flexible as culture or is it static and how do we make religion and the doctrines of theology more relevant to the lives we're living as modern day people in Africa and the world. We're in conversation with Dr. Tembelani Gentile, theologian and general secretary of the South African Baptist Convention. So before the news, we were talking about the concept of family embedded in um, doctrine, needing to realign with reality on the ground. And you pointed to us the fact that if you go to the story of Mary and Joseph itself uh, and the immaculate conception of Jesus, Joseph couldn't have possibly been the biological father of Jesus Christ, but the stepfather. And that speaks to some of the realities around us. Yeah. Okay. So this also then took me to questions of science. <laughs> and no, 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 no. I'm not going to put you on that kind of a spot. But this, yeah, took, me to issues, but this took me to issues of science and yeah. the fact that, you know, infertility is showing up more prevalently in the circumstances of the modern day woman. I think one in five yes. or six women yes. is struggling to fall pregnant for all manner of reasons, right? She's delayed yeah. the pregnancy, uh, fibroids. A lot of things are happening to the female form in the mm-hmm. modern day, which means that many more women are not going to be able to have children. And yet culture insists that a woman is fully a woman because of the children she has. And yeah. then doctrine, religious doctrine, has also tried to encourage um, women to be procreators as the nucleus of the family. So what does the scripture say about infertility, one, and secondly, about the use of IVF as a way of creating families, because that's become an option for more and more women in the modern day. You know, <laughs> that's that's very interesting. You you are putting up difficult difficult questions this this morning. Only because well, we're living this reality, <laughs> Aniti Doctor Gentile. Yeah, yeah, this no, is true. Right, women right. wake up, and the first yeah, time they're right. going to get married is at age thirty nine or forty. That's yeah, the first time yeah. she's going to consider having a baby, and then she gets told she doesn't have enough eggs, or she's perimenopausal, or whatever. It's happening to yeah, many many yeah, women, yeah. and she really wants a baby, and now yeah. she has to go the scientific route. But then she gets told, "No, we're going to pray about it." Yeah, you see, they, they, I think there, there are many stories in the Bible of women who, uh, I mean, married and did not have kids, and some had them very, very late in their um, in their in their years, and um, and uh, when you look in the scriptures, you see that for for most of these women, they will say, um, I mean, God closed my womb, um, God did not allow me to to give birth, I mean. Uh, uh, I think it 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 was their 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 survival mechanism, or the how how they how they they viewed their their world. Remember the 
the, the medicine was not as uh, improved as it is now. Mm-hmm. And and we, 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 we begin to realize that it's not only women who struggle to have kids, even men mm-hmm. who struggle to have, to, have, to have kids. I mean, personally, I, I've had a doctor mm-hmm. uh, in, our, in our church who, who specializes in fertility. Mm-hmm. And she's really doing a good job. I sometimes laugh at, at her and I say, you are now creating people. Mm-hmm. Um, using this um, modern genetic mod- science, yeah, yes, modern day te- technology. Now, now, as a church, we need to embrace that. Uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's it's such a brilliant thing. I mean, that a person can be able to assist others to have to have kids, which is a beautiful thing. And um, and uh, we should not look at it as as um, a, a worldly thing or something that is secular. But we should look at it as God granting people, you know, wisdom um, to, to to handle issues of of fertility, and not only issues of fertility, all the these other things. I mean, it falls the part of us growing as humanity and exploring a lot of things mm-hmm. as as people who are created by God. That's why you see the beauty. Uh, that God, uh, the beauty of God, by yeah. creating humanity or human beings, that we are we are powerful beyond measure. Right. Okay. So let's. So so what you're saying is, with closer interpretation, the doctrines shouldn't really be discouraging science, genetic science, IVF, and, and fertility treatments. So women shouldn't be afraid to go for them. Not at all. Not not at all. As long as it's not something that. Um, uh, uh, kills, but something that gives life, it needs to be supported by the church. Okay, uh, I won't explore the latter part of your statement because I want us to move on. <laughs> what does the what, what does doctrine say about identity? Because as I said earlier on, when we were talking about um, gendered leadership and families, is that yeah. the scripture still refers to humanity as men and women. And yet we're living in a world of gender fluidity. More and more people are saying, I don't identify as she or he. I identify as they or their. And yet these are all God's children, taxpaying citizens, law-abiding citizens. There's nothing um, contrarian in this value system other than they don't want to be gender specific. So they're not misfits. This is what I'm saying. They're tax-paying citizens. They're law-abiding citizens. They're just people who are not willing to subscribe to a social concept of woman or man. What does the church have to say? Yeah, now I think you you are really putting me in a very, very tight corner. <laughs> the church the church is, is, is still discussing those issues. Um, and, and, and what I like is that each and every uh, denomination, they, they are having their own discussions i mean the baptist the baptist world alliance mm. is struggling with that question especially the question on homosexuality and 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 and, and, and all that those are very very um uh, difficult issues i mean they are they are new on our agenda as the church so people must really uh, should not actually expect us to pronounce on those you know, at at, uh, um, at 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 the speed that the world is running. Okay. Uh, so so we we need to be given some space so that we not only convince ourselves but we convince each other right. on the realities that we are faced with before we can even try to convince the world uh, of what right. we believe in. I, I think I think uh, 
the, we should be afforded that that time to have those discussions among among ourselves. Because I'll say to you right now, I don't have any problem with someone who does not see themselves as either a woman or a man. Yeah. You know, and and I I have a church young men who who, who uh, told me straight that Muruti I am. I'm 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 homosexual. But you, but you I just want to interject to there, Doctor Tembelani, uh, because what I've learned on the show, and I think it's a very important distinction to make. Yeah, yeah. Gendered identities is not about sexual identity. It's not about homosexuality. Okay, okay. So there are people who choose uh, or who are born gay and choose to be seen as that. That's yeah. one issue. That's yeah. saying my sexual preference. But there yeah. are people who are saying, even though I was born a woman, mm-hmm. I don't want to be defined as a woman. Because the minute you say woman, you attach all sorts of other social expectations. Yeah. So yeah. I am a woman, yes, physiologically, but I don't identify as a woman. I identify as a human being, yeah. which means sexually, I might be attracted to men. Uh-huh. But I still don't want you to call me a woman. It could be that sexually I'm attracted to other women. And I'm telling you now, you're not going to identify me in this box called female. So this is identity versus sexuality. They are two very different things. Yeah, no, I hear, I hear you. I hear you. You have taught me something very interesting. And I learned it oh. on the show. I have to be honest. <laughs> now, the question would be, how do we identify you? You know, in this world, that is that is... Deeply patriarchal, and uh, that that seeks to differentiate between white and and black, you know, between male and female, uh, adult and a child. Mm. I mean, I mean, uh, there the, the must be there must be some some things that assist us to survive in this world. But if somebody says, "No, now for my survival, I I I I, I just I just." want to be a human being not a man not a woman mm. um it, 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 it's something else but we need to have a way uh, of um, identifying ourselves and identifying others and uh, i mean it, it becomes a way of coping with this life uh, for us i mean imagine if we uh, we just we just live without uh, um, having these identities right. that 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 we label okay. um, ourselves with. All right. So let's move on. Staying with the issue uh, uh, of of the new world order, and I want to bring in technology now. So every day we hear about big tech, new technology, different forms of AI um, powering systems, and we know that more and more people are interacting using technology. Right. Yes. I WhatsApp you, we Zoom call, and the COVID world made it even more pervasive because people had to even migrate to online church. And post-COVID, many institutions have stayed with this, Mm -hmm. right? So they have Sunday services, but they also record a service online. So we're definitely living in a world now of televangelism and digital streaming church services. Mm-hmm. Some would say it's actually helped the church, but how much further will technology take the church? Do you think? I think uh, uh, I mean the, the the church and technology have have actually been the best buddies, uh, best friends. Mm. Um, technology has assisted the church to evangelize. Mm. 
um, to get into places where people are unable to to be, you know, to mm. to to reach this generation at the same time that is that is into uh, uh, um, uh, technology so much, mm. and 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 I'm, I'm glad that's one of the good things that came out of COVID. Mm. Is that um, is that of um, uh, streamlining uh, uh, um, uh, the services and, and oh live streaming <laughs> live streaming? I yeah, want yeah. to say I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, it, it's one of the things that uh, some churches did did not have uh, before, mm. and 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 now they are they are, they are really heavy. Now, uh, previously the churches were using mostly television. But with COVID, we became more and more. Uh, uh, we started to use more and more the social, the social media, which, which actually uh, reaches more people right. than 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 television. Right. I mean, we have embraced that. I know there are churches that are still struggling, yeah. but 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 the church has really embraced that right. quite quite well. Okay, and then before we take calls, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you what the church says about inequality, because the battle between rich and poor existed. 2000 years ago and a lot is said about you know um rich people versus poor people but there's this whole complexity at the moment where some people are uncomfortable with what they call uh prosperity theology mm-hmm. churches that go out of their way to encourage people to seek wealth and prosperity and yet there are also people who say exactly this is what the church should be doing because because God's people have been poor for way too much, uh, for way too long. And somebody has to start helping people rise above poverty. And the church is a good place to do it because it's either the church that's keeping people poor or it's the church that's discouraging people from uh, creating wealth. In the world in which we live in today, when you see so much inequality, and in a country like South Africa with so much inequality, um, what do the scriptures? How can the scriptures be realigned to help people? Well, number number one, that um, you know, in the church we are aware that the soul and the body cannot be separated. Mm. Um, well, the soul can be seen as a spiritual side of a, of a, of, a, of a person, mm. um, uh, but the the body still needs to be taken care of. Mm. Um, it, so, so we we really do not separate the spirit and the body. Um, so we, we we preach a total gospel to the total man, uh, even as Jesus Christ did, you know. Uh, um, but we need we need we need to be very careful that we are not only preaching but we are also advocating mm. and then also standing on the side of the of the, of the poor uh, in most in most cases not mm. only standing uh, alongside the poor but assisting the poor to get out of that poverty that is why when we advocate in in the in the council of churches or mm. in, the, in the world council of churches we 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 want to go to to, to, to the root cause of of the problems, mm. which may be political, not necessarily spiritual. Mm. We are very spiritual people uh, as South Africans, but we, we have very, very bad systems right. that are against the poor of the poorest. So that's where you need social gospel. Right. And, 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 the, and, the, and not only stop with uh, <clears throat> um, um, uh, prosperity, prosperity gospel. In, in fact, 
I, 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 don't, I don't believe in, in, in prosperity gospel, but I believe in people prospering. Okay. So, and, and when you look at the, the, the church history, really how the church was introduced in, in Africa, in South Africa, it came with commerce. Mm-hmm. Everything started with commerce and started just business people seeking to find a way that, uh, that where they can rest and uh, start to make some businesses and then the gospel followed and all that so Mm. i think it's a good thing for the church to realize that even if we want to preach the the gospel the best way of doing it is to start jobs create jobs for people create uh, businesses for people make some employment for people all right let's take some calls right now and we're going to start with you annie good morning Hi, Loretta. Thanks for the opportunity. I want to broach the issue of, of inequality, which you which you raised, oh. but it's a slightly different angle, because I think another way that the church can align um, with modern day reality is on the issue of poverty versus capitalism. Because, you know, when one um, looks at the ever growing poverty levels, one just doesn't see the church proactively involved in poverty mm alleviation Mm. per se, nor do I see anti-capitalism advocacy. In fact, the church is a beneficiary of this capitalist system because it accumulates billions Mm. in untaxed money from from its congregants. Mm. But one just does not see that being plowed back into, mm. you know, towards nation building. So okay. can, can your guest maybe speak yeah. to yeah. that? Okay. Uh, what I'm going to ask you to do, Dr. Gentile, let, let's just take a few questions and then you can... Okay. T- okay? No problem. Nare in Blagauri. Hi. I just want to quickly, before I make my point, I just want to say people should understand that Jesus was was rich because he could feed 5,000 people, 4,000 people, even had a house in Capernaum. So a lot of people, I think, is a matter Nara, of... Uh, Nara, we don't have time. What is the question, sir? Okay. So I just want to say, but as a comment, I just want to say that uh, the church should not uh, change itself to align to the society. The society is the one that uh, have to align itself to the church because to go to the church is a free will. We understand mm-hmm. it's a conviction. No one is forced to do it. So okay. if you think that you don't like it, you can't. You can't have. To, I mean, the church to do things because you have to suit you. Okay. I, I think that's where people go wrong. Okay, great stuff. Marco Senko, good morning. Morning. How are you? Laura? Fine. Thank you, sir. Go ahead. Good. Good. I just want to find out from a guest that um, would you say, according to the Bible, is there a distinction between male and female? And if he says there's a distinction between male and female, then why is Jesus Christ, why, why are we referring to Jesus Christ as the king of kings, not the king of queens? Okay. So, and then also what I want to also raise is that I want to refer to the scripture of um, Galatians 3 verse 28, mm-hmm. where it actually does uh, say we are one in Christ. So which is also answers our issues that we have raised. Okay. And specifically to the issue of uh, a person identify themselves as a female and, and, and male and right. stuff like that, which is my only concern there is that when you start violating uh, 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 biblical principles, yeah. that's where my challenge comes in. But I, I believe that we are one in Christ. And then, and then one of the things that we need to avoid is that because what a woman... Okay, we, ca- we can't, Marco Sonke, we got you. Uh, can you respond to that, Dr. Gentile? We refer to him as the king of kings, and yet we're talking here about uh, the need to distinguish or, or to g- do away with gendered norms. 
no, no, no. I, I mean, um, uh, remember, this, this, the scriptures are a product of a very, very patriarchal society. So they, there's no way in that society people will be saying... Uh, um, uh, Queen of Jesus, Queens. Uh, Jesus' gender is otherwise also, mm. you know. Um, the, the, the roles are clear there. The, the genders are clear. And, 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 and uh, yeah, so, so you, you, you can't have that language. It's, it's, it's very, very um, important. I'm going to interject. We, we can't have that language because men wrote the Bible, or we can for as long as we recognize that the Bible is an interpretation of doctrine. What, what are you saying? Yeah, exactly? I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying the, the scriptures would not necessarily be referring to a man as a queen mm. or, or, or something because... The the, the the that context um, was was totally different to to ours. Mm. Uh, gender roles were, were clear, okay. you know. Um, and is that a problem for you or not? No, it's not a problem. I mean, I mean, I, I'm living in it in a in a in a very very advanced world where I'm I'm, I'm able to grapple with issues. Um, Jesus did not grapple with these issues. Paul, Peter, okay. they did not have the issues that I'm struggling with. Okay, I think the simple question here, and I don't want to belabor it. If today somebody said Jesus was a woman, would you have a problem with that? Well, I mean. <laughs> I won't, I won't have any problem with, let, let, let us not go with Jesus per se, because it was clear Jesus was a man. Rather say God, uh, if someone says God is a, mm. is, a, is, a, is, a, is a woman, I won't have any problem okay. with that. I mean, there are, there, are, there, are, there are scriptural references where God, you know, portrays himself as a woman okay. uh, who, who takes care of the, of the hen. Okay, you know? okay. Uh, co- comment on the church being able to accumulate a lot of money, but it doesn't plow back. It doesn't become part of the solution for poverty in society. You know, there is something that I don't mm. understand by us. Uh, about us people is that when we say the church, what are we referring to? Mm. Are we referring to institutions or are we referring to people in those institutions? Let's take, for example, let's say that Demutipe is a Christian, comes to my church, mm. and that Demutipe works and, and, and does all this uh, charity work, mm. um, gives people, buys things, mm. creates jobs, and all that. Wouldn't you be saying that the church is doing something? Mm. Or you're just going to say Mutsipe as an individual is is doing it. But the fact that he's a Christian and he's doing this work, then to me, it's, 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 it's the extension of the church. Okay. You know, I mean, the churches as buildings, as offices, they, they also need something to do. Okay. They need to collect money to keep electricity and water to pay workers okay. and all that. And churches are employing a lot of people. Okay. So, so... So, so churches, churches are really working. But okay. advocacy, it's what we need to focus on as the church. Okay, very briefly. Komoso, good morning. Uh, this is an interesting conversation. Thank you, uh, Lerato. Um, I, I, I think I'm with you on the last one. Because I always uh, looked at uh, scriptures and whatever as doctrine, mm. where instead of looking at it in a literal way. But mm. uh, my little cheeky comment was when you were talking earlier about technology, is I loved COVID because all of our churches... Well, more or less supposed to be virtual. So mm. us with our autistic babies had to uh, no longer have funny looks if your child is being strange because yeah. now I can church in the comfort of my home. Yeah. And also I can surf and be like, you know what, if this one is really not reaching me, I can move somewhere else. Yeah. And then my thing is, I also think the churches have a responsibility on 
on, on building activism like uh, uh, togetherness because I think a lot of uh, things sprout up, right. even the prosperity things, because we sit sometimes in churches where uh, even 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 the, the, the preacher or whatever is, is yeah. speaking to scripture in a literal way. They cannot yeah. you, you know, I see I see I see scriptures as education. It's a lens through which you look at okay. something, but you can still bring it to the here and now. Okay. And yeah, so that's just my little All right, thanks. thanks for that. Dr. Timbilani, there's many people who want to talk to you. Unfortunately, because of time <laughs> we can't. But what would you like to say about the church in the modern day and even the church being a tool for activism? Look, we we shouldn't give up the habit of meeting together as 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 the church. We are we we are very powerful when we are together more than watching each other on on on, on online. But the, the the most important thing for us as a church now is to be a voice to the voiceless and 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 and, and stand against any criminality that is going on in mm. in the in this in this world that i liked that when you started you you, you quoted um uh, 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 archbishop uh, Mahoba, yeah. and 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 the sermon that he gave that is exactly what we need to do uh, to speak speak truth to power but also assist power to 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 unearth uh, some of the truth because we believe that lies cannot live forever that's what the resurrection of Jesus Christ taught us and that power will come from below that when he resurrected he said all power has been given to me from below okay. means it belongs to all of us as, as people okay. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much for, ha- for for joining us. And we hope to revisit this issue again uh, in the future. Dr. Timbalani Gentile. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.